everyone, and welcome to the very first ever episode of Built Not Bought with Mac. I'm obviously Mac, and this is my first solo podcast. I've never done this before, and I know it's going to be a big, steep learning curve. There's a lot to learn here, um, whether it be the audio end of things, um, some editing, but you know, more than that is I have to put up something of value that you guys are going to want to listen to. And I've been spending, you know, the last probably two, three years thinking about what it is I could do because uh, the for me, podcasts are a big part of my life. I listen to them every single day. I'm a tile setter and flooring installer on the west coast of Canada, Vancouver Island. And when I work, I'm working alone for 8, 10, 12 hours a day. Podcasts are kind of what sustains me. Now, when I say listen to podcasts, I mean, there's there's really no limit to what I like to listen to. Um, I listen to a lot of comedians, you know, Bill Burr, the go-to Joe Rogan, obviously. Um, but Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs, he's got a podcast called um, The Way I Heard It. Awesome educational podcast, heavily based in the trades. Um, the Pomp Podcast. If you guys know me, you know that I was lucky enough to go on his podcast and have a great conversation with him. The thing I love about that podcast is he's there to learn. And what I want to accomplish more than anything in this is exactly that, to learn. I'm not a professional podcaster. I don't know everything there is to know about the trades and I never will. Um, but I'm eager to learn. Uh, I have my own little niche that I've carved out for myself in tiling and flooring installation. But with that being said, I've done a lot of stuff, um, a lot of different jobs in my life. I'm 34 now, but um, I became a dad at the age of 21 and didn't have a chance to go to school. Didn't even have a chance to figure out if I was going to go to school, what it is I would have been doing there. So Right away, I was a provider. I jumped in both feet. I've been a truck driver. I've been a metal fabricator. I've been a welder. I've been a granite fabricator. I've uh, been a mechanic. I've done all these different things, tried so many different different areas of trades. Um, I've worked for union shops. I've been to trade school. I've been in trades competitions for various things. And you know what? What I've learned most of all is even though I didn't stick with one thing for a long time, you know, I finally landed on flooring, which has been the family business for, you know, that's what how my dad raised uh, my family. That's how he took care of us. Um, having that variety through my 20s, so many different skill sets, so many different people to learn from. It was really a completely different way to get an education other than going to college, to university, taking that route. You know, there's no right way. There's no wrong way to learn. For me, when I was going through high school, when I was in middle school, going through, you know, the, 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 the kindergarten to grade 12 system, bottom line is that was never the way they have that set up was never for me. I am not someone who learns by sitting down and reading a book. I learn by trying things, by getting my hands dirty, you know, getting in there. And I think that's 
that's a common theme for a lot of tradespeople. Um, we we like to get in there and, like I say, learn with our hands. So what I'm really trying to accomplish in all this is have conversations with uh, you guys, have conversations, hopefully do some interviews with people who want to talk about what their experience has been in the trades. I want to talk about you know, the old school guys, my grandpa, my dad, their generations and how things have changed from then to now, you know, uh, apprenticeships, the, the dynamic between the journeyman and the apprentice is constantly changing, especially nowadays when, you know, there's a lot of retirees, a lot of new people coming into the trades and just want to get feedback on, on what you guys think about, the the education system and how these guys are being trained um for my trade flooring and tile setting there is no formal education i learned from my dad my uncles and other other family members who are in the trade and you know that worked really well for me because one you're making money two um you're you're getting a real life look at what job sites look like, how to interact with people, how to communicate um, right off the bat. And I'd be lying if I was saying, if I was to say that there wasn't shortcomings with that style of learning. Um, when you're in a formal education system, they do a little bit better job of staying uh, relevant to current, the current market, the current, uh, current regulations, stuff like that. Um, it's, really something that I've had to do is keep myself on the cutting edge of what the products are, what the expectations are, what the standards are. Um, again, it's a skill that I've developed and that's a good thing, but maybe it took me a bit longer to understand those things than someone who maybe got a formal education. Either way, uh, looking back on my career, I could not be happier um, with the education that I've got and what it's given me, what it's given my family. It's, it's really something special. Um, like I say, my dad was, uh, is, he's been a floor layer for almost 40 years now. He's taught cousins. He's taught my uncles. He, he's, he's given back so much, trained so many young guys to be able to support their family. When I see that, I don't know that there's a greater gift that you can give someone than the ability to, for them to go and support their family, make a good living. Um, so I thank him and I thank any old timer who's, uh, <laughs> who's done that for any young man and apprentices, young guys, you got to respect those old guys because they've seen more in their lifetime than you'll ever understand. And, and sure, they come from a different time and they might do things a little bit different, but if you can develop a working relationship with your elders in the field and you know show them respect, hopefully they'll show it right back. And they'll if they if you show them that you have passion and that you really are interested and want to learn. I've never experienced, I've never had the experience where I put 
everything I had into something and I didn't have someone notice it. Um, when you work hard and you have a positive attitude and you're willing to listen, that is the biggest thing I will say to the young people out there. Your ability to listen is going to dictate where you're going to go, how far you're going to go. Without that ability, oh, you're just, you're, you're, you've got a handicap right off the bat. Um, I was young. I've been stubborn. And luckily, I recognized pretty quickly that I don't know everything. Later on, I realized, you know, later in my 20s, I realized that I'll never know everything. That's the next step to that. Um, and then you just realize, okay, what can I do with this time that I have? I can take all of this time and learn as much as I possibly can. I've learned way more from listening than I ever will from talking. Maybe that'll change with this podcast. Maybe I'll get to have some awesome conversations with some awesome people and get to ask some amazing people some amazing questions. I'm Like I say, I'm just super excited for this. Now, I'm sure some of you are wondering why call it the Built Not Bought podcast. Well, that's a turn of phrase from back in the day when I had time to work on cars. I'm a hot rod guy. Um, I love old muscle cars. My first ever vehicle was a 1966 GMC handy van, affectionately named Van Hollen. Um, I absolutely love that thing. Came initially with a three on the tree. That's how I learned how to drive standard. An inline six. Uh, once I blew that up sometime in high school, it sat for a couple years. I, again, I like to learn with my hands. I didn't want to just go buy a crate motor or some junkyard motor. I bought a bare block. Actually, I did a linoleum installation for a guy who had a four bolt main 350. Now, if you know anything about engines, hot rod guys, uh, uh, why you get a four bolt main instead of a two bolt main, because you want it to be able to handle horsepower if you're going to throw at it later. Um, the motor had a, a, a issue after I got it uh, uh, hot tanked at the machine shop and I had to get it bored over. Uh, so it was a 355 by the time I was done with it. I apologize to any of you who don't know any, uh, <laughs> any car or hot rod lingo. But uh, I built that motor with the help of a, a very, very gracious uh, family friend who he set that thing up on an engine stand in his shop and every step of the way showed me how to put it together he showed me the manuals um, i learned how to use plastic gauge set my gaps on the bearings just do all of these things and you know i think these are skills and these are traits that a lot of trades people have um like i say just getting your hands dirty i want to understand things from the inside out again that's why I want to do this podcast. Um, so after everything was said and done, I put that 355 in the van, cruised it around to hot rod shows with my dad, who's a hot rod guy as well. I've had uh, Datsun 280Zs. I've had uh, old E30 BMWs. I just, I just love cars. Unfortunately, uh, in the last, uh, oh, however many years, 
work gets busy, family happens, and you know what, my priorities change. One day I'll get back to that, and I really look forward to that day. But it's uh, having hobbies like that, that kind of stuff is what carried me over into being being able to go and, you know, work for a mechanic shop, being able to go out in the bush and run a service truck for someone, not because I went to school for it, but because in my downtime, when I was off work, I just liked working with my hands. And like I say, you don't need, you don't need to have that, that standard education of going to school and everything um, to be employed. Okay, so maybe I rambled on a little bit much about the hot rod there. But what I was getting at is built, not bought is what car guys refer to as you go and you have a hot rod. You got a car. You got something sitting in the driveway. You're not going and paying someone to work on that thing for you. You are building it. You're not bought. You didn't go out and buy a car off the showroom floor. You built that thing yourself. You put, you had busted knuckles. You put your sweat and your soul into that thing. And that's how, like, that's how guys become so attached to their cars. When you put that amount of time and that much thought into building that van, it was primer gray when I first got it. I had by the but by the time I sold it, it had a built motor, a better transmission, wheels and tires that I I did a tile job and traded a, a local tire shop in town. The owner I, I tiled his shower and he gave me wheels and tires. Um, I did the interior, just all these different things, the paint job. And then I had this sweet Van Hollen sign on the side. It was the Van Halen logo, cut it out in a fabrication shop out of 3 sixteenths mild steel on a plasma table and then plug welded it from the back on the side and seam sealed it all. So it looked like it was coming out of the side of the van. Frenched in the back door, so it was one solid panel. It was nitro Mopar, nitro yellow, yellow green, um, deleted some of the bumpers. The thing was awesome. Not going to lie. I just, uh, I, it was a guinea pig and I got to learn so much on that thing. Don't get me wrong. It had a ton of Bondo in it. I'm sure a lot of stuff was done incorrectly as far as what, you know, any pro standards would be, but it's a way I got to learn. And that's, like I say, for me, that's. That's what's always worked. When I carry that over to my life now, there were no handouts um, in my life. Uh, like I say, becoming a dad young, there was no check waiting for me. No one bought me a house. There's nothing like that. Um, I built my life. It wasn't handed to me. It's never, nothing's ever really been handed to me. I mean, and the world will tell a lot of us otherwise nowadays that, you know, we're privileged for this, that, and the other thing. And don't get me wrong. I know, I know how lucky I am to live where I am, be who I am, have a family that's supportive. You know, that's a rarity nowadays, all these different things. Um, but I'm also someone who realizes just because you have it good doesn't mean you can't make it better. I think that's a real problem we have nowadays where 
we're told not to complain. We're told not to rock the boat because things are so good. And yeah, they are. But if we don't maintain that, and if we don't build on that, then we, we're going backwards. Um, everything falls apart a lot quicker than, you know, it takes to build it up. If you, if you watch someone build a skyscraper, it takes months and months and months and sometimes years for that thing to get built. It takes the push of a button and one detonation to take that thing down to the ground. And that's something that I think people aren't able to grasp nowadays. Um, but anyway, let's put it this way. If you've made it to the end of this, if you've sat there for the 15, 20 minutes that I've been rambling and you think that you want to hear more, that's what you're going to get. I'm going to try and put these out once a month right now because I don't want to promise anything that, you know, I can't, I can't be sure that I'm going to be able to produce. Um, life's busy. This is important to me. I want to do this, but I want to do it right. I don't want to just come on here and ramble every other day. Um, beyond that, as far as the rambling goes, I hope this episode wasn't too rambly. I just wanted to lay a groundwork for for what you guys can expect. I am more than open to any kind of feedback. Good, bad, ugly, whatever. I've got thick skin and uh, whether it be technical issues, you know, if there's bad audio, if you guys agree with things I'm saying or disagree, let me know. I'd love to hear it. Again, if you guys have made it this far, you're absolute badasses. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to be interviewed, if you want to have a conversation with me, feel free to reach out. Either message me on Instagram or I'll put the email in uh, the description here. Reach out. I'm more than happy to uh, talk to anyone. So thank you very much. Hopefully this podcast will age like a fine wine and get better with time. Go hug your families and we will talk to you next time.